Lots hey. of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought we could uh, catch up on some stuff. Like Let's do that. new phones. There's new operating systems. Yep. There's new gadgets. New gadgets are good. Um, did you order a new gadget? I did order a new gadget. Yeah, I did too. Um, I'm in a very, very lucky position. Are we going to mention what gadget? Yeah, we're going to mention it. We're going to mention it. Um, I'm in a very lucky position because we do iOS development and testing that um, we have to have test devices um, provided to us uh, when they come out. So I we have ordered a few, and yep. one of them's for me, and one of them's for the other devs. And 16 QA. gig iPod Touch? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, because they expect me to answer it and work on it. So it's uh, I actually got the 64 gig iPhone 6S. Um, not the Plus. You're not going to trick me into that. What'd you get? Well, <laughs> so I'm on an iPhone 6 right now. Oh, okay. So right? you got the biggie. I did. I gave it to my wife, and then I got the 6. So she likes gotcha. the 6 Plus. I, I got the 6, uh, and I've been using that since it came out. I rather like it. I think it's maybe the perfect size as far as like screen real estate and ability to hold it in multiple ways with my monkey hands. <laughs> with your gigantic paws? I actually do have relatively big hands. I can palm a basketball, so I think that that's yeah. Uh, yeah. You're, that's you. You can definitely there. I mean, I so I'm actually. I mean, you have you have large hands, but you prefer doll sized phones. Yeah, I do. Um, I like the smaller phones, not because of the hand thing so much, but just pocket carry and stuff like that. I do find myself doing that double tap on the home button to to scooch the screen I, down. I like so that I that a little bit. Yeah, I do it just that. seems like it's a lot. I use it because, but it's like a, a grudgingly use it rather than it makes I, you angry. It makes yeah. me angry every time yeah, I do why it. Why do I have to double tap this button <laughs> exactly. for this large um, phone? Yeah, well, you but know, I got a I was, six plus this time. Oh, did you really? So you got yeah, the six plus. Let me finish plus? my story. Okay, go yeah. ahead, finish your story. So uh, I was gonna get a six. In fact, I have a six on order. For you know, you can uh, you can when you pre-order, you can have it shipped to you, or you can pick it up in the store. And I did both. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't buy two, but I bought one to have shipped to me, and that's the six plus. But I put a six on, on basically hold to pick up in the store. Oh. In case I changed my mind between now and then, I could just like return the six plus, and I'd be all set. Oh. But I think I'm going to keep the six plus. My I've I've uh, you know I've used the six plus before. I use my phone a lot, and when I got the six, I was still kind of using my iPad quite a bit. Like you know, part time, take it to work with me, and then use it on the couch. But since I got the six, I almost never use my iPad. So I think the six plus will actually fill a little, little bit of the void between the six and oh, it'll, the, it'll, the it'll fill the, the void, iPad. all right. So, I I mean, I use, this is probably my most used computer in my whole life, right? I mean, maybe right. my work computer is more used, just like solid, you know, minutes of working. But I use my phone a lot. Yeah, I, I do too. And But I think I use it um, – the portability is, is huge for me. And I just like – I would much rather a phone disappear in my pocket than – 
because uh, I've, I mean, I've, it's not like I saw the six plus and was like, oh, gross, I'm not going to touch it. I mean, I carried it around for a while and realized yeah. it was just, you could really feel it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like it was it's, big. It's and if you put a case there. on it, it's big. Yeah. Um, and, it, it is um, definitely obvious it's there and it's a little awkward to hold at times, but you know, with all the new features from iOS 8 and iOS 9, I don't actually need to take out my phone that often unless I actually need to, like, interact with the screen. Of Because I use the Siri voice commands a lot. Oh, you do? La- so do you, you find they work? Yeah, like, look stuff up. They work They work really well now. I think they've they've received enough data to figure out what people are asking for. So, I'm you trying know what? I'm getting to... thirsty. Oh, um, you know what we should do? Have a beer? We have a beer. All right. It's a great idea. Um, what do we have today? We have uh, a very lovely looking and smelling dark beer from Victory. One of our favorite breweries, I would say. Uh, yeah, we've, we've reviewed cocoa. a bunch of their, their offerings and always seem to enjoy them. Yeah, so Deep Cocoa, you sent this to me. We were supposed to save it for the fall when it was cold. <laughs> But now yeah. here it is. Uh, yeah, end of September and it's eighty degrees. So yeah. we're gonna have it anyway. We're gonna have it anyway because you know it's a really good beer. Um, it's fairly cold in my office, so I'll pretend it's it's uh, fall. Um, air conditioning. Yeah. yeah, air conditioning. So um, this beer, uh, we live near two of their. Um, we we live near their breweries and we live near their pubs. And they sometimes just sell uh, like loose bottles of new release stuff. And this is one of the ones that uh, was a limited release. And I picked up two for the for the show. Yeah. And uh, it took a while for me to get it. them to you. It was last spring, I think, or this spring rather. So it was, you <laughs> okay, know, but, it was, but I figured by the time summer was over, you know, as fall approached, yeah. we'd be looking for this type of beer. Just uh, so happening it's a, cho- a little earlier it's than a I thought. Porter. It's considered yes. a chocolate porter, which is, I guess... Porter brewed with chocolate nibs, yeah. it says. And uh, we have a bomber here. And unfortunately for me, I'm going to have to uh, try and save it because my wife does not like porters at all, yeah. which is a little strange. Well, they're they're roasty and they're... Chocolatey. Like, and, yeah. and she likes all those things. She likes you know, dark coffee and dark chocolate but for some reason the beer i think she'll come around eventually but right. uh, this is eight and a half percent oh it is it I, smells awesome it smells it does smell a little bit like chocolate i definitely smell the roast almost like the, yeah it's smoky yeah, yeah the smoky barbecue kind of kind of nose to it very very little but yeah that's um it smells great a little bit of dark cherry maybe yeah black cherry yeah i'm gonna drink it Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Uh, that is, you can definitely taste the roasted grain, like yeah. the burnt grain. The burnt there's, grain, there's you can. There's a lot of burn to it, like the dark, almost like a dark toast flavor. Yeah, like burnt it's, toast. it's interesting. But it has that a kind of, um, I, I maybe I'm uh, strange, but I like that kind of graininess to the chocolate beers. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. the, the Ten Fitty has it too, that kind of graininess that, that, of the rich chocolate. This has a little bit of that. It has a little alcohol burn. It's a little too astringent for my preference. Like, well, what's your temperature? Mm. Oh, man, you caught me with my, uh, with my pants down. <laughs> that, let me, let me, let me get Is that how this. you tell the temperature? Yeah, it's, well, it's the most accurate way. <laughs> 
There's a Seinfeld joke in there I'm somewhere. I'm looking at 50 degrees, which is probably a little too cold. That's probably why they I think it is, because um, mine's warm. Uh, mine was just pulled out of the cellar, which is not entirely cold. It's probably like 58 or so. Yeah. And, and it's it's really, really good. It yeah, tastes betting, much yeah, richer than I remember I'm it. I'm betting the, as it warms up, it'll kind of round itself out a little mm-hmm. bit. Get so a little the sweetness. Chocolate, chocolate background comes forward. The stringency kind of disappears, but... Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna like this one. Maybe it's uh, good. Eight and a half percent. It's not you know overwhelming for today's market. Right, and it's, still it's high. not. It's a little high, but it's not. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, well, as long as we don't drink the whole bottle, we won't be plowed. Uh, I won't be drinking the whole bottle. I <laughs> I, I, I like porters well enough, but I like them a glass at a time and mm-hmm. then move on to, yes, to something else. To other things. Yeah, I got a I got a keg of space cake. No. What's space cake? Uh, it's by a brewery out here in New England. Um, what is it Clown Shoes? Clown oh. Shoes Brewing. Yeah, and uh, it's their double IPA. It's fantastic. Ooh, it's in line wow. with uh, Dirt Wolf. So my wife had it, and she said, "I don't know what this is, but this is better than Dirt Wolf." Wow, that's like, saying wow, something. That's she's a Dirt Wolf fiend. So she, this is, I think, her new favorite double IPA. I'm going to keep my, I've never seen that. We do get clown shoes down here, but I've mm-hmm. never seen that particular one. Um, and it would be uh, a good one to get my wife to taste because she loves the double IPAs. Her favorite beer is Dirt Wolf, I think, pretty yeah. much. So I got uh, I got a couple beers to do a blind tasting with her, including Dirt Wolf, so that I can line oh. up some glasses and just have her run through them just be to int- prove that she likes dank IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, is it is it the dank ones or the fruity ones that she likes? She likes dank. Yeah, same with my wife. Yeah. It's like the the danker the better. Um, I think she just doesn't like that word dank. No, and so <laughs> she never admits her. that she likes yeah, it. Oh, exactly. I gotcha. Um, so speaking of of um, dank, I guess it's not really a transition. So what other stuff is changing on the uh, software and hardware front? We we can talk about things well, like. You know, iOS 9? Yeah, I've, I've been on the beta for a while. You know, yeah, me too. Tap seller. Right? Yes, Obviously. that's right. Yeah, we were we were doing a lot of testing with all the betas. Um, actually, that's what made me switch from my 5S over to the 6. Mm. Um, the betas were killing my battery. <laughs> and so that's I just went... That's the other thing I like about the 6 Plus, man. Uh, like, I, like I wrote it on, on Mac Drifter... It's basically a giant battery that happens to have a phone on it. Yeah. <laughs> like the battery on the 6 Plus is ridiculous. It lasts so long. And when that, you, that's a When big you finish the day reason. with a 6 Plus, what, how much battery is left <laughs> compared to your 5S or 6? 60%. Or <laughs> Are you serious? It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. You can yeah, basically we, use it all day and then wake up the next morning without charging it and still have enough to get partway through the day. Holy crow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I um, with the 5S and the beta in particular, I don't think this is something I had. I never had a problem with the 5S before I installed the beta, but the beta is, you know, how they are. They they sometimes just aren't optimized, so the battery life was it was usually dying early, not early evening, late evening for me. You know, like, I don't know, 9 or 10 o'clock, I'd be down to their power saver or low power mode, which we can talk about. Yeah. Um, and I started thinking, well... This is kind of a drag because either I turn it off 
you know, because people are still texting me at that point and all that yeah. stuff. So I, I said I'd either turn my phone well, you off. Know, sip charge throughout the day. You know, yeah, whenever and, you get and a um, which sounds like something I could do. I mean, with the, the, all the misfortune of falling off my bike, I've been working from home a lot. So logic would dictate that I would be able to just, uh, you know, plug it in throughout the day and I'd be fine. But I don't because I'm often moving you know, from the office to the dining room, wherever it's cooler, you know, and um, so I don't end up plugging it in that often. Whereas when on a normal week, I would plug it in on my drive to work and my drive home. Yeah. So I would never, I would always have like, you know, three quarters of a battery at the end of the day. Um, but the six has been pretty good with the battery. Yeah. I, it's just, it's I, just I like too damn big. The, the six is like the sweet spot of size versus battery versus you know convenience all mm-hmm. that and i do i do i am a huge fan of six i just won six plus this time yeah i kind of wish that they were going to come out with a, another 5s but with better better battery life I, I that for me was the sweet spot and it it just kind of disappeared in my pocket and i just i just enjoyed that form factor a so, lot and so let's talk light. about the ios9 features that yeah. are, you find really super compelling like the um the low power you mentioned the low power mode i yeah. i don't really use that because by the time it starts popping up i know it's almost the end of my day anyways so yeah but, it's a cool thing though i mean i can see people who who run their battery down uh you know benefiting from it basically when you're when your phone gets down to a certain point it'll go into low power mode and it'll stop fetching email automatically it'll stop doing a lot of things to yeah, save all those things save that normally soak up all the battery but you can yeah. still receive calls and Right. And right. And, and you'll get texts and stuff like right. that. I, I think one of the things that is interesting, everybody's mentioned it in, in the reviews, is that the uh, by installing it, you gain an average of an hour extra battery life because it does all sorts of optimizations. And one of the ones I didn't know about, but I always wished it did this, is if your phone is face down, it, it won't activate the screen at all. Which I think is a fantastic idea. Oh, yeah. I yeah, never I, knew why they didn't do that before, you know. That's cool. Yeah, I put mine face down all the time because I have the Apple little case on it. It kind of raises it up. Exactly. Yeah, like and it's, it's good because you don't want, you know, a text message popping up and everybody can see it when you're in a meeting or whatever. That's so exactly it's just, why I do it. Yep. It's a privacy thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so um, what, what else? What else does... Because from, uh, from my perspective, iOS 9's one of the best uh, major updates to the OS since I can't even recall the last time that I... There was a major update, and I was. This is great. I'm so glad that you know really? gets this stuff. Yeah. You think this is the one? I mean, I do too. Not I don't know if it's for the same reason. Stability uh, wise, yeah, it's yeah. solid. It's. I rarely have issues with having to like restart the device. Like that's not really a thing for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Where that used to really be a problem for you. Definitely, yeah, like a, a, a problematic. Uh, plus, the features are like I think we've reached that plateau of. Major technological th- leaps are are small, you know, or or fewer, mm-hmm. but everything's being refined now. So yeah, that they've polished. figured out how people use stuff and and surface it uh, when you need it. Like go into the search. I really like when I jump to search. I see like my most commonly used contacts automatically at the top. The, those are really people that I contact. And then I see, like, the nearby stuff. I don't know if you have that turned on. Yeah, I do. Like, that that's really convenient because if you're going somewhere 
rather than you know open up your phone, go to the map, center on your location, do a search you know by name or something like that. You just go to the search screen. You say, oh, mine says restaurants, coffee, shopping, and gas. Those are, those are like the four categories you really care about, right? Yeah, you, you get tap the on same that, thing. It opens up the map, and there there you are, centered in it with all those things around you. And then I actually used uh, I actually used the gas one the other day. Um, and it worked perfectly. And one thing that I did have a question about, you mentioned along the top in the series suggestions, it says, you know, the top four people that you've just contacted via message. Do you, I never remember to do that. Like when I want to send somebody a text message, I always go to messages. I never go to that. Yeah. Do you really? Now I do. I mean, now that it's there, I'm, I'm starting to build that muscle memory now. Yeah. I just jump over there and like, it's the most when I go to messages is when I have group messages. Like it doesn't show up. It doesn't show group messages here. No, like, it doesn't. Like, oh, you've, been having, you've been having this conversation. I'm hoping that that's like, you know, a new area that they'll advance of smarter prediction about what, what I do. That, and that's another thing I wanted to like, get on is just the predictive nature of iOS nine and trying to integrate itself without being obtrusive. Like the, um, travel time automatically when i get in my car it's mm-hmm. like to text that bluetooth is on and you know text that it connected to my car's bluetooth and says oh you're probably going at this time of day to go pick up your kid and that's going to take you this much time because traffic is light like that is mind-blowing <laughs> yeah that's i haven't used that yet um partially this is <laughs> partially because you're not allowed to drive <laughs> well very good point um no, I mean, uh, I'm actually like the navigator now uh, when my wife's driving. And, and I, it, it comes down to muscle memory and, and, and being stuck in my ways. Muscle memory is I always open up messages to send a message. I probably need to break that um, because, you know, you can go very, very quickly to the people that you talk to in that search screen. But also muscle memory is when I need to navigate to go to TomTom because I just, yeah, that's, that's just that's what true. I do. I don't use um, my phone for navigation. It's just nice to get that little notice like mm-hmm. yesterday there was a pretty major car wreck on the highway and uh i i get in my car to leave work and my i have this unusual schedule so i get to leave before most people um hit the road so generally i don't have that much traffic but i get in my phone recognizes i'm leaving and pops up and says it'll take you what, like an hour and a half get home it's like what is going on right and then you know i pop up my my uh, navigation app and it shows yeah there's major traffic on the highway so interesting it was, it was nice to get that little little that's bit of really notice. handy so, so what did you have to do to make that work like oh, does it do, have to I know that i think that's like the autumn on by default of like it just kind of starts to figure out your routines and what mm. devices you're connected to i think because it's I have Bluetooth in my car, and it detects that Bluetooth device uh, and connects to it. Oh, that's, that's probably smart. the trigger for it. That's my guess because I've never set anything up for it to do this. So that, I think so, it just knows that around this time, that's usually where I'm going when I connect with this device. That's that's really cool. If that's what it's doing, that's really cool. One of the other things that I think is handy uh, for me rarely would I pull down the today pain or the notifications pain. The notifications 
was almost useless to me because it was always organized by app. Yeah. And it was a pain in the ass to clear it. Clear them all. And everything, um, yeah. But it seems like they've they've completely redone that in, in a way that a makes... They those yeah. points of friction. I yeah, think. so now it goes from newest to oldest. So when you pull it down, the top is the most recent notification you got. And it, it does not care about apps. It just gives you notifications in the order in which you receive them. So, you know, a lot of times a message will come up and I'll see it and I'll look at it on my Mac and I, I won't need to know about it on my phone anymore. Um, but they all still stay in this notification bucket or whatever. So now it's nice to just be able to go and clear as much of that as I can possibly clear. It clears it by day now as opposed to just clear everything. Yeah, I still wish it was clear everything. I wonder if it's going to you know have like a uh, – with the new phones, if you push down like on the watch – that to would, like that clear would be great. all, that would be nice. I would like that a lot because mm-hmm. uh, that, that's one of the reasons I don't I don't really care about the notifications that much unless usually when I use it is when I missed the notification. Like I saw a flash across <laughs> like the screen, I'm like what was yeah. that, and then yeah. I'll bring it down. But I use the today screen constantly. I I'm using it more and more, um, but I don't use it you know probably as much as as I should be. Um, but there's. I like that you can tune it. I like that you can kind of push things to the top as you need to. But, um, you know, the widget with the battery life uh, in iOS 9 is really kind of nice. Um, yeah, I, don't, I don't use that. I don't, you don't? I don't, no, I'm still using mostly the iOS 8 widgets that I had before. Um, Launcher was the one that I really like because it's it's like a little – it's like – it's like having a home screen on your today's. Screen, yeah, it's crazy. In, I just I had it set up and it, it got wiped out when I did my restore. It's better um, than the home screen though, because the home screen re- requires you to actually navigate back to the home screen, right? Whereas the today thing you can pull down while you're in any app. Yeah, it's 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 and nice. So it's nice it makes having it that nice little to console. switch in and out of things. Yeah. Yeah, and I use it for. Um, uh, I think we mentioned this in the travel show, but I use an app called Rego R E G O, yeah. and it has a great widget for just all it does is mark the spot you're currently on, mm-hmm. and I use it for marking uh, traffic. You know, when we, we park somewhere in in Philadelphia sure. or New York, and we need to remember where it is, it's great for stuff like that. And it's I keep it right at the top because I use it so often, and that that has developed muscle memory. Um, and I use that one a lot. How about Fantastical? Yeah, Fantastical on there because that is. I do. I do. Awesome I have that on there for the today but, screen. You know, I find I, I use Fantastical most from my um, from my watch. Believe oh, really? it or not. Huh, yeah. Interesting. No, I I uh, I have the watch, but I don't really use Fantastical for that. I almost I rarely use my watch. I mean, I wear it, but I don't use it. I just pull down my today screen on my phone and. I have it in month view, and I can see the day, the list of things under it. And got pcalc right there. I can quickly do calculations. Yeah, I do the same stuff. thing. Have pcalc in there too. I'm waiting for the Watch OS uh, two pcalc version. I'm curious how that's going to work. So, so I don't want this to be a, an Apple Watch show, but you're saying you don't really use it that much. When I was in the hospital, um, one of the things that I've always uh, known kind of intuitively and also just from, you know, anecdotally is that uh, physicians pretty much are all iOS, like all like 99.9% yeah. of them. And um, but, and my time in all the hospitals that I was in definitely bore that out. I didn't see any Android phones at all, uh, except for one, one guy who was uh, um, one of the nurses was, he's an Apple hater 
And so he was like, I could just never use one of those things. But he didn't really have any good reasons for it. Um, but everybody who would come in would say, oh, you have an Apple Watch. Tell me about it. Do you like it? I get that a lot still. Um, Which is a long time. It is. It's, it's uncomfortable. A, it's a little weird, you know, because I guess, yes, I like it because um, I'm wearing it and I use it. But I don't really know how to how to answer it in a way that I think will satisfy them because they always kind of walk around. They walk away a little bit like, hmm, I was hoping for a more rousing, <laughs> you know, I, endorsement yeah. so that they can go buy one. And it's like, basically, it's it's my watch. You know, I use it all the time to check the time, but it does come in very handy for those notifications when I don't pull my watch out. And especially because now that my mobility is somewhat reduced until I, my arm is healed and all that stuff, to not have to like move around and pull out my yeah. watch all the time has yeah, been really handy. Yeah, I was some, yeah, my phone. It's been really handy. I just wasn't and, sure maybe you converted it into a pocket watch. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that <laughs> steampunk yet. Um, but I use it a lot um, also for, for the exercise stuff and the heart tracking and stuff for, for all of the things. That, the doctors want me to track all of this stuff, blood pressure, heart rate, exercise. So it's been coming in really handy for that. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, there's definitely, I would not say at this point, well, I should try. I should try and just do stuff without it for a week. It doesn't I, feel I, indispensable. Honestly, it was like just the other day I... It was maybe one o'clock, and I just realized I didn't have my watch on. That's weird. I, like I went through the whole day without realizing it. Was it a normal day? Or was it like yeah, a weekend? Yeah, just a normal day, normal weekday. I just hmm. don't use it that much. I check the time on it. The like the last wow commercial grade moment <laughs> was um, standing in somebody's office, and I didn't. You know, I had my phone in my pocket, and they just asked about like oh, how about if we have this meeting on this day and I pulled on my watch and there's my calendar. Uh, fine, you know. And then they were more amazed by that than I was. It's convenient, <laughs> but honestly, my phone was in my pocket. And But I think that's exactly what I'm talking about, is it makes things easier in a lot of little ways that aren't like this gosh, gee whiz moment, right? Not, but not they are the cost for most people, in my opinion. Um, it's totally yeah. not. I don't know. I, I, I would say it's it's it's, say a, it's it's significantly expensive bobble. Like um, if, if you're if you can afford it and you like watches and you spend a lot yeah. on that kind of stuff, anyways, you know, more power to you. But when, yeah, I'm not going to say should you buy this or a phone, you should get this or something like that. But I think when when you bring up cost and say it's too expensive for what it is, people spend. You know, you can buy a Filson watch that doesn't do anything for six hundred dollars. Well, if we start talking about what you can do with money, like that <laughs> ceiling is pretty high, exactly. and also pretty ridiculous. Exactly. So, so uh, for uh, for me, is it useful? Yes. Do so I use it all day long? Absolutely. Um, could I get along with it? Yeah, sure. Why not? I don't, <laughs> think, that, I don't think it's something I would recommend to very many people. I guess um, that's what it comes down to. I like, have not recommended it to anybody. If that makes any, if that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I get what you're saying. Like, I haven't, I didn't go to like my surgeon came in. He's like, Oh, you have an Apple watch. Tell me about it. Like, would you recommend it? I'm like, you know, my recommendation is go take a look at him and try it out. And if you think it's going to be useful, we'll get if it. You, like, if you wear a watch already mm -hmm. and you are, you, you have an use iPhone, all the iOS Apple stuff, then it's probably on the bubble for, mm -hmm. for most people. If, you know, if you're in the market for a new new gadget, new watch, and you want a cool toy and something like that, then totally. 
but yeah, that's that's the way I feel. Anyway, back to back to iOS oh, yeah. nine because yeah. I really I I'm pretty happy with it, and I'm not I'm not like somebody who's generally happy. You are probably the crankiest releases. person with iOS releases I've ever known because even the last two that you say crash all the time they were and are terrible. Like the the point yeah. releases were just garbage. It, it was it it was one of the few moments when I was like, I just need to not use iOS apparently because this thing reboots constantly and the browser crashes constantly and email crashes. And, you know, I'll do a search. I would do a search for email and it would just feel like the whole device hung. Hmm. It was just really not ready. Whereas iOS nine feels like not only is this release ready, but they really smoothed over all the rough bits of all the previous releases. Yeah, I, I never had the problems that you had. Stutters. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I never I, had the other OS issues that but, you had. But I now, I now am confident I'm not a, a lone party in this misery. <laughs> like, there's plenty of people that I've heard the same, same oh, thing yeah. from. Oh, oh I, and, and I think actually most of the time I'm the anomaly because I don't have these issues when I talk to other people who are not... They're not like my mom. It's people like you who are like, you are the most tech, technical, nerdy guy I know. And you're like, this is a piece of crap and it reboots all uh, the time. I know you're not doing anything like weird with it. You know what no, I mean? In like, fact, of nerds, as nerds go, I have very few like non-release software. Like I have very few betas on my phone right now. Maybe mm-hmm. two, two things are installed that are, that are in beta right now. And one of them... Actually, now there's one because one was Tap Seller and now I've <laughs> exactly. the, the App Store version. Right. Um, I really don't use betas that often. And so I know it, it wasn't that. But back to the positive, because I, I want to give credit where credit's due. Like most of, of the issues with stuttering and, and lag and things seeming like they hung are really gone. And there's lots of nice little touches when I search email in the mail app of like, you know, I'll search, I'll search somebody's name and it doesn't just show you the messages. It'll show you almost like a contact list. And when you tap that, it kind of narrows the list of messages down to messages from that contact. Wow. So that's, that's cool. Like that's a nice little thing to stumble across uh, the, this, the um, spotlight search is awesome now. The, the spotlight search, I was just going to bring that up. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because it is, it's astounding, the stuff that it was bringing in. I was playing with it the other night. Well, especially um, when the apps started supporting it. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so not only apps support it, so you can search in apps, but it brings stuff from different websites. It searches your email. It searches anything that you've, you, anything you need. Like, and it's fine. It was finding stuff that even I was not even remembering that I had in there. Um, It was, you know, I don't want to use the term magic or something, but it was really useful. Let's put it that way. Like it was finding very useful things that, that when I would do a search, it would bring back. Absolutely. Like just now I just did uh, Baffa, right? B of A, Bank of America. Mm -hmm. And the top hit is the Bank of America app on my phone. The next two hits are one password entries for my various Bank of America accounts. Then, then is the Bank of America website. Then it's another Bank of America app with one star rating on the App Store. <laughs> uh, I'm so surprised. Called B of A Health. I don't, I don't, I don't know even know what that is. Why you would start mixing your health with banking. And then, <laughs> and then there's a map section, which is more or less like the local B of A's near me. 
and then uh, Wikipedia, Bing search. Like that's all like super useful stuff for uh, for letter search. I agree. And one of the things that um, came up, it comes up with people who are Android fans a lot, um, is it has a hardware back button on the Android. And I've always uh, criticized it because it always seemed like almost random when you hit that button as to what exactly it would do. Well, because developers could override it. Exactly. Do, do right. So, that, yeah. and, and different versions of Android seem to handle it different ways. So you had like just a, a myriad of ways it could be handled. And it was always just a crapshoot what it would do. Because um, I, I carried a, a, a couple of Androids around for a while. And I just never used that button because it was uh, not that useful. So what do you think about the iOS? I'm not going to call it the back button, but it's almost like the breadcrumb trail that it the gives you. Yeah. yeah, backlink. There you go. It's like the old school backlink when you're learning how to write a web page for the first time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you make your own little pseudo breadcrumb trail, which is essentially like a little link that says the name of the previous page and you tap it and it jumps there. Yeah. that's It's really convenient. I, I mean, I basically used to do that before with the app switcher. You know, when I want to go back to the, oh, yeah. the previous app, you double tap the home button. And it and, always, the, the, the focused app is the one you went yeah, to last. Right. Yeah. And so I was already used to doing that. I still have that muscle memory. So it doesn't save me a huge amount of effort. I do like it. It's a nice way to, like, you know, get back to where you were going. It's not as smart as I would like it yet. Like, at, as you traverse through apps, like, what was it? There was some app that it, it needed, a, it bounced through two other apps and then the the backlink actually went to the previous app and not to the original app. I can't recall what it was. It was like maybe it was a an app store link that went through Safari and then from Safari to the app store. So you mm-hmm. know what I mean? If you're yeah. in like Tweetbot and it was an app store link, you hit it and it opens it in Safari first and then from Safari it says this wants to open in the app store. And right. You hit it again. So what, it's not like super intelligent. It's mostly just like the previous app. Yeah, but and it, it's, and it it's can, convenient. Yeah, it can. It is convenient. It's it's it's. Um, it I find it help, more helpful than I thought I would. When I first saw it, I'm like, oh, what is that? Why is that it does there? Look, it looks ugly. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's super like, ugly though. It's like, like really what tiny. Is it? What are they? It's way way up in the top where the where yeah, the uh, network plus, settings it's are. Hard to reach. Yeah, with the six plus, you need an extra. You need to invite your neighbor over to hit the button. Well, that's 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 also part of it. Is like if I'm already kind of you know that um, you can shrink the forehead of your screen basically. To, <laughs> you know, you can it by not double tapping. It, it is a double tap. It's not a double click on the home button i yeah. guess we call that a click it's a double like it's a double tap, tap right yeah. and it and it shrinks the screen i still don't have that down and if i'm going to do that anyways i might as well double click to get to the app switcher so let's talk about the app switcher because i think it's one of the things that bothers me most about this version of ios yeah, i don't i don't like it that much the last version even though it had that weird list of you know, common uh, people that you talk to that they moved over to the search screen, it was much easier for you to dismiss or switch to apps. For this I thought f- so too. Yeah, uh, this seems very twitchy and slidey. And when I'm trying to dismiss an app, it's just sliding left and right. I, I don't. I always feel like I'm doing it wrong, and I don't understand what the I deal agree. is there. It feels like a lot of wasted space. On the other hand, it does, from from what I re- recall, because I think I moved all my devices to iOS nine now. Uh, you're able to see the content in the previous in all those apps better in the new switcher. That's true. Yeah. So, like, uh, w- a trick I use a lot is 
if I have to connect to like a WebEx meeting, right? Well, there'll be a conference code and it'll generally be an email. And then you go over to your dial and you're like, what was it again? <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, all that kind of stuff. So being able to like quickly tap and then you get, you know, you get that, you can look at the email and then, you know, quickly tap back to the, yeah, I'm so going through this now. I definitely, you're right. I see the logic. It's much bigger. It's you can definitely see what the app was. The problem is when I go to when I go to slide to get rid of stuff. If things are still sliding around, it doesn't always work. Or it yeah, just, it feels less accurate. It, feel, it does feel slippery. It feels really slippery of trying to like quickly flip through the apps to locate a specific one or kill a specific one. Yep. yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't know if they can change that. I mean, I guess it's, you know, if enough people complain, maybe they do, but I, maybe it's just, I've always, when I'm doing it, I'm thinking, well, maybe I just need to, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Like the old, you're holding it wrong comment. Maybe I'm just doing it, man, (laughs) where you start to think that you're just doing it wrong. Maybe it's me. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) have you played with it on your iPad much? Uh, Not a whole lot. Like I said, I use my iPad so little now. Yeah, I go through phases with the iPad, and I'm going through a I don't use it right now phase. Um, I installed iOS 9, and I played around with it. Um, my friend Adrian uh, was telling me all these kind of new features with it, um, so I, he kind of prompted me to take a peek at some of the cool stuff that he was finding. Um, you know, it's neat. Like the split uh, screen and all, and all yeah, that. Yeah, the split screen. The, the, app, the, multi, the, the It's more of a true multitasking device now. And I do yeah. think that entire piece of this upgrade was directed at trying to improve iPad sales. Like, I, I think that it's gotten this wrap of, oh, it's not a real machine. It's not a mm-hmm. real computer because it's only one thing at a time. Which, I don't know, fair or not, whatever. Well, it, I don't want to put anybody down. Um, but the Twitter universe is such that when you couldn't do multitasking or switching, it was a feature. And now that it's a feature, (laughs) (laughs) now that it's a feature, it's like, this is the best thing ever. This is great. Uh, You know what? I never, rarely did I think that I really needed that multitasking aspect of like the split screen. I use my, like I said, I use my phone all day, every day. I, I VPN, I, I like. I have a terminal, I have an FTP app, I do all this stuff writing on my phone. Mm-hmm. Do I wish I could turn it sideways and have maybe two things side by side? A little bit. Um, do I, do a, is it compelling me to go back to my iPad now? Not at all. Yeah. Like I don't feel any more desire to use my iPad over my phone than I did before I had those features. Well, um, one of the things I was trying to decide as I was playing around with this is I, is I have a, a keyboard uh, for it, I, fe- I think it's the one that you recommended to me, the um, Zag keyboard. And, I like um, the Zag, yeah. And I thought to myself, you know, maybe now that I have this, because the iPad is better than a laptop in some ways because it has the cellular, right? So I could take it wherever I oh, want, yeah. this little yeah. package, and go wherever I need to go. Um, but and, and that's, it- that you hit on it, that little package. It's tiny. Yeah. Compared to a laptop, and I, you know, even a small laptop, the iPad is tiny, tiny, tiny. Right, and you you pair that with the keyboard and carry it around, and you're you're a fairly mobile, fairly um, you know, you can do a lot of powerful stuff with it. Um, you know, combine that with editorial for text editing, combine it with you know PDF pen for PDF editing and viewing. Um, 
uh, it has Outlook on it, so I have all my work stuff on it. it I could probably get away with that on a trip uh, and, and not have to worry about my laptop. But is this iOS 9 going to make it that much more compelling? I've never used my iPad and said, I wish I could open another screen next to the screen. It's just not that big, and I'm old, and my eyes are failing. Yeah, and I mean, I guess sometimes when I'm doing research and writing at the same time, being able to like flick back and forth between an, an article and a text editor, that would be that would be nice. It would be, but you know, you have that in editorial in some cases. <laughs> no. You know, so so I don't usually find myself but wanting to do that. But it's not side by side. So if you're trying to That's like true. read and write simultaneously, yeah. it is. I, is less than ideal, but that's still a pretty rare occurrence. Yeah, and I think you could uh, be a more efficient, uh, distracted multitasker if you are doing a lot of Slack or messaging and you <laughs> so wanted to leave that open. I think everybody's like, hey, I can do picture in picture and watch sports while I write. I can watch I can sports, I can stuff. split the screen and chat with people, and then I can also edit this text. Yeah. Whereas before, everybody's saying, oh, I'm so glad it's only one thing because yeah, I'm not distracted. <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, that's what people are. They, yeah. they like one thing until something else is proven to be better. And yes. So, yeah, um, I actually, you know, you hit on something about why I love my phone so much. And Let's hear it. it is it is like completely mobile but completely connected in ways that my laptop is not. Yes. So I have the LTE, but I also have my work email, which I can't have on my laptop. Because yeah. of the way iOS is handled and exchange and all that stuff. I can get to my email on my phone and I can't do that on my laptop. So I can do actually a lot more from my phone than I can from my laptop, which is one of the reasons, like, I do like my laptop a lot, and I use it a lot when I'm at home, but, I mean, nothing comes close to my how I use my phone. Yeah, my phone I, is definitely my most, uh, well, you know, like like you, I sit in, in, I have my laptop open all day long when I'm working, um, when I wake up, um, you know, drinking my morning coffee, I'm going through the news on my Mac, uh, it's a MacBook Air, 13-inch. And, um, but, you know, even when I'm working at my laptop, I'm also using my phone. Uh, when we go out anywhere for any reason, uh, traveling, it's a music player, it's a navigation tool, it's, a, uh, you know, obviously it's a phone if somebody needs to reach me. And, it, you know, in, in the last show, I talked about how if I didn't have my phone, how boned I would have been. You know, so, so I think you would have had a six plus, it might have saved your life. (laughs) Well, you know, actually I was thinking, yeah, maybe my wife was actually saying that she, uh, was worried that if my phone had broken, what would I have done? I think, you know, having a big phone, probably more of a chance. You can't go down those rat holes, man. Yeah, I know. You'll go insane. But I'm just saying a bigger phone probably would have broken before my, my (laughs) tiny little 5S. I I also mistakenly said it would have saved your life as if I'm talking to a ghost now. Yeah, I would. Apparently. That's a good point. I, I am imagining you behind me as we make a pot together. <laughs> so. I would have. I would have floated down gently on this gigantic wind-resistant six plus. Yeah. Um, so you know, there's some other things with the new iOS uh, that are in there that I don't really know warrant I'll tell, too much I'll tell mention. You the, the kill. The, Two killer features. Well, yeah, let's hear the killers before I go uh, into probably, the fringe ones. I probably haven't read it yet at this point, but uh, I have gone on and on about notes and reminders oh. on iOS 9. I mean, really? Oh my gosh, it's so incredible. 
Well, let's hear what your experience is because mine's good, but it hasn't changed largely from the last time. Oh, I love it. I love notes now too. Um, because of the way the share sheet in, in like inserts information into notes and reminders, it's just like the perfect multimedia, almost like a clipboard or scrapbook. I put tons of stuff in there. It's not like my offline brain or my online brain or whatever. It's not every piece of information I care about. It's short lived, but valuable information where I can collect stuff because it works from the Mac and it works from iOS and they all go in the same place and it's available everywhere. Oh, are you running El Capitan? I am running El Cap. So So I don't have that yet. El Cap should be out by the time this this podcast. You think so? I hope so. so. Yeah, Yeah, I hope Uh, so. So in notes, just let's stick to iOS then because in case people don't have, have I don't. So, yeah. So on the Mac, if here, here's a use case, I'm looking to move. So on the Mac, I have been collecting Zillow entries and putting those into notes. And then on iOS, I'll have them there. Or if I'm on iOS, I can do the exact same thing from Safari. It works perfectly. I have a different note for each town that I'm looking at. And for each Zillow entry, I go into maps on iOS and I look up the address. So I have a really nice high resolution map of the neighborhood. It's way better than the Zillow map. I put that in into a note, into the same note right next to the Zillow entry. And then as we visit the houses, I can make notes about them and make our decisions. It, it's like working out so fantastic. And then it all f- flops back to El Capitan on, yeah, on your Yeah, it's Mac. all there. So when you're in notes and you want to go to that address, you just tap the map entry and it opens in maps instantly. Right? And same thing with, with uh, the Zillow entry. It opens in Safari. I d- also do this for music. Like I, like if I, I used to add things to playlists. So like I have like an explore playlist in, I think we talked about this before last show, right? And I would take a song or an album and put it into a playlist. But that playlist started to get so long, like just this huge playlist. And I didn't really want to play all the songs in order. What I really wanted to do was you know, sample that particular song and decide if I wanted the whole album or if I wanted to focus on it more. Notes is great for that. Like I have, like, just if you're in music, you do the share sheet, then you decide you want to share that one song or the Mm. entire album or the entire playlist, and then you share it to a note. And I have a note called music, and I just add it to there. It's it's pretty awesome. Like, it's like like Evernote. Like, you know, Evernote people are probably yelling at the... (laughs) their their podcast player right now. That's just like Evernote. But it's much more integrated into the operating system. And the way it works, like you you save music to the Notes app and it actually pulls the artwork into that little note entry. So here's the thing with me in Notes. I have not even opened it. And I haven't noticed because you're it. used to it sucking. <laughs> yes, I'm used to it sucking, but I'm also it's it's the same thing. I, I hate to sound like the old man yelling at clouds, but it's it's not that. It's that I adding another tool as another decision point in my decision making. Right. So I had I used to be like that, where I'd be like, okay, this is the app that I use for that stuff, and then for to do stuff, it goes in OmniFocus, and for um, you know, if I want to take a little note, I'll put it in drafts, but then, you know, it, I don't do that anymore. Everything starts in drafts and sometimes I send it to a task paper file cause it's a to do. You know, sometimes, it doesn't start in drafts. What? A song, a map, <laughs> an app link. Yeah, but I don't know when I would use that stuff. 
stuff, I guess. Well, for, for example, everybody's throwing out the new ad blockers, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, we and I just want to quickly grab them and put them somewhere so I can check them out later. Like mm-hmm. somebody throws a link into Twitter, that's what Notes is great for. I have. So, a, so what do you do? Note. So it, use the share sheet from Twitter and yep. just say stick it in Notes. Yeah, for the for the app list, I actually keep it in reminders because it's a nice checklist. And then after I've reviewed the app, I, after I've gone through the app, I can just check and it's gone out the list. Um, rather than having I'm looking to at it right now, I'm it. testing this all now just because. Yeah. So if you're in the I app can. store and you're you're looking at an app, right? Hit the share sheet, choose notes, and then boom, you're done. That link right. now, when you're in notes, will take you back to that exact app in the app store. Interesting. I'm I'm testing it out right now and I'm and I'm somewhat confused. Oh, there it is. It's on I my told, iPhone. I oh, there it is. About, about all, having all the buckets and text. Certainly, you want that to start in something like drafts. Text should be in drafts, and that's why I don't use a Notepad like a Notepad. I use it to capture other stuff. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just running through as you're talking about this, and I'm running through in my brain. So here's my usual decision making process right so if it's a link it goes in pinboard if it's a picture what do i do with pictures usually save in the dropbox if it's a text if it's a link to a song it goes in the pinboard everything goes in pinboard everything i did i did that too i have my apple wish list in pinboard too but it gets to the point where they're really indistinct in pinboard they're just like i'm not saying it's a good idea gabe That's try what try I it do. with a song. Go into music and do it with song and add that to a note and then check out how nice they format it. Like you get the album art in the note. I'm gonna do it right now. It's pretty it's pretty slick, I think. I don't know. I'm Same doing. thing with maps. Like you get actually if you save a map address to a note, you get a little icon of that little region along with the actual address for the for the map location. Oh, I almost played the music. So I hit this thing. And I hit notes. Let's see what it does. Listen to this. Add text to your note. I use my usual. You don't have text. to add text to your note. I'm doing it, it just to make little, sure. It takes like a second or two before it pulls the the album artwork. It does feel like behind the scenes, notes is doing some smart things. You don't instantly so I, get the album art. It feels like it goes out to the to the um, music store and pulls the album art back. Hmm. That's what it's doing right now. Yeah. So, anyways. So it says, it, I think it's cool. Reminders does the same thing. Basically, reminders is like notes, except with reminders and checkboxes. So when I went on that beer tour to um, Maine, I think where I was, I had a lot of beer. I don't remember. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I started in Massachusetts. And at some point, yeah. So what I did is I created a reminder list just called new england beer and in it it's just a continual list of uh, map locations and hmm. each one is a different like brewery like rising tide brewing or allagash or um barreled souls or you know all these really awesome breweries out here and if you tap the little map it opens it right in the map so what do you do with that well for in our case <laughs> i used it to actually navigate where we wanted to go it was like it was like the list of things that we wanted to do. Oh, I the see. It wasn't, it wasn't we when you went hit. there, you no, saved it. No, no, no. It. This oh, wasn't like a journal. This was, hey, here's all the awesome stuff out here. 
And then, you know, you edit and then you move them into the order that you want to visit them in. And as you work through it, you can check them off. Oh, that's kind of cool. I mean, I use Rego for that because that's really what it was sure, made for. special made for that. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see using it. I, I can see using it for music too and storing just junk. But until I guess, I guess so until I get El Capitan, junk. I'll probably not use it that much. Yeah. So like when, when we're done looking for a house, uh, I will probably delete all of these because who needs... Yeah. house addresses that exactly. aren't for sale anymore. So I'll probably get rid of all that. And Evernote would probably work the same. I don't know if it brings in the same kind of information, like if it'll bring in a little mini-map for the link to the Maps app. It's just the whole thing seems made to work together. Well, I and like I think that. that's always been the thing with Evernote for me, is it tends to always be too heavy for what I need it for. Um and it didn't matter when it was. And I, I've used Evernote on and off uh, throughout the years and given it a try here and there. But I think I've kind of moved away from it pretty much permanently because all these other things are, you know, they're they're doing what I need them to do. Um, and I, and I, I never really was into having everything in one place that I couldn't just move around. You know, Evernote yeah. is... Uh, um, I used it for thing. years and years. I yeah, I remember the, you and I, I you were always account. sending me links. Yeah. When we first started doing Tap Seller, it started in Evernote, if you remember. Yeah. We tried yeah, to I find used, a collaborative I, thing. I, I'm not a, like, I'm not poo-pooing it out of ignorance. I mm-hmm. really did use it, and I I would consider myself, like, a, an experienced user of it, like an advanced user of it. And I just don't use it anymore. I don't, I don't want my stuff in that format. I prefer, like you said, plain text where I can, and then other things that I own. Um, to be outside of that. And honestly, I would never take my plain text collection and put it in the notes app. First of all, I think it would crush the notes. app. (laughs) Um, second, I don't trust that that won't go away someday or change format. And then I'm (laughs) out of luck. Well, that's always been my, you know, maybe, uh, paranoid worry. Um, it happens. happens. Well, it does happen. I think that's changed your mind all the time. Yep. Yeah. That's the, that's prerogative, right? They don't have to they don't have to do that. Anyways, I I really do like the notes app and the reminders app. I think they're well done for an app that was grossly underdeveloped for years. Yes. Like yeah. Many, many years it's been pathetic. It's been a pathetic app. And every time I saw somebody use it, I thought, Wow, you don't really know much about how to use your phone. Yeah, <laughs> since, since you're taking a note in Comic Sans yeah. in the note app. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's like the worst way to take notes. Now I think it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, you're not the only person who has been touting it as a pretty awesome thing. Um, uh, Federico Vitici and his his write up talked about it. Uh, you know, Chris Herbert talked about it a bunch, saying how great it is. So, you know, there's there's other people out there who are smart who think it's good. I just haven't had. I think that some of the the um, values diminished if it's not coming back to my Mac, which is where I spend you know eighty percent of my sure. computing time. If it was there at the same time, that would that I can see that there being some huge value there. Um, what do you think of the related? Uh, other app iCloud <sighs> well the iCloud, iCloud Drive yeah it asked me when I installed do I want to put it on my my you know home screen or whatever and I said yes um, what do I think of it I don't think much of it um, it's it's <laughs> nice that it's there um, okay there's only a few apps that I use right now that use iCloud 
to store things. You uh, might be surprised what what goes in there now. Uh, like I'm looking at my iCloud drive, and there's tons of stuff in here that I didn't expect. There are lots of app folders. I have nine app folders. Yeah. Yeah. I have Calca, which I use all the time, yep. which is like a plain text calculator. Scanbot, Sketch, Textastic, and then and MindNode, and then the, the Numbers, Pages, and Keynote. That's it. Right. Uh, I I'm surprised Textastic is in there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it's it's a start. It feels really ominous. Ominous. That's an interesting word to use. Yeah, it's a little bit like, hey, we know you guys like file systems, so here's a file system. But it's not really a file system. It's like there's one level. It's Well, there's, I think there's actually more than one level. Well, there is in this it, folder, but there's no way to change it, right? So I have an examples yeah. folder in Calca, in Calca, but there's no way for me that I can see to add a new folder. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's not quite as useful as it, as it kind of pretends to be. When I saw it, I'm like, hey, that's... Actually, that's kind of cool that I no, can do that, that. That's what I mean. It's not really a file system. It's kind of pretending to be a file system. And really what they want you to do is you search. Mm. And they want you to think about files in the context of the app that created them. Like like the old days when you used a Mac SE. Well, hey, yeah, you thought exactly. about it. Like, this is a Microsoft Word file. And it works with Microsoft Word. And I keep it on this floppy disk. It's labeled Microsoft Word. Yeah, well, I'm looking to see. Yeah, I can go into... Um, I'm just testing something while we're on the air because I know it makes for a great podcast. I um, I can create a new folder. This is interesting. In Finder. Um, in iCloud Drive. But it will not allow me to put that folder in my ScanBot folder, for instance. See, that's why I think it's ominous. I think it's a... This isn't really where we're headed, but we're trying to bridge the gap between uh, just just a search box. Yeah, text Textastic lets me add the folder, and so does Calca, but but Scanbot won't, which yeah. I find uh, that's the kind of stuff that it's like. Well, this like you're saying, this is not a file it's system. A, what is days, this? And they yeah. do ask you if you want it. Like it's not like they're trying to force everything right, into that's true. iCloud Drive. It does work. I, it's not as good as Dropbox in that. Like Dropbox, I kind of know if it's syncing or not. Yep. For usually, unless I forget to turn it back on. <laughs> Which I'm good. Yeah, I'm, but, like, I was just going to mention that. Drive. I've put stuff in there and been like, okay, go to my Mac, and I'm like, hmm, not here. Have I just it, not waited long enough? Yeah. Exactly. Do I need to do something else on my other device? Is then, there no? Like eventually, it does show up. Yeah. But I, when it just decides to. Yeah, I have, and I'm assuming that it uses the same underpinnings as photos. Um, I actually added some photos that I'd found on an old CD, um, and I stuck them in photos on my MacBook Pro, which generally just sits on my desk and handles kind of processing tasks. And um, I thought, well, let me just open it up on my phone. Uh, and I did a search because I was testing. This is the next thing I want to talk about is the proactive searching on Siri and how Siri works. Yeah. Um, I said, find me all the pictures from 2003. And it only found one of the seven pictures I added from 2003. And then 
I said, find me all the pictures from 2003. And then there was two or maybe three there. Like there's, it, when I went into photos, it didn't tell me it was doing anything. When yeah. I searched for 2003, there was only three photos there and it didn't tell me that there were more <laughs> coming. Although I knew there were more coming. Like uh -huh. it's that lack of feedback that you, you never really know it, what that's going on. It's the gap between just works and actually working. Yes. Like, <laughs> that is... <laughs> is uh, worrisome and I don't think that's going to be on a t-shirt from Apple anytime soon, but it's pretty <laughs> accurate. The line between just works and and I hope it's working. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely true. So so I've been using Siri for all sorts of really cool stuff. Um, I like that it doesn't beep anymore. Um, I've been asking oh, right. her all yeah. sorts of weird questions um, and getting yeah, some very strange answers. Um, but she will do things. Yeah, she will do cool stuff like find me all my pictures from, you know, Hawaii. I've never been there, but yeah. I, I saw that there's an example where you just say, find me all the pictures from and give a location and it'll it'll just f gather them all up and show them to you. That is That's really neat. cool. That's cool. That's getting to the point where it, we're back to it being a magical device. I think we did reach this little lull in the, the technology where it was frustrating enough where it stopped feeling like magic. Yeah, you know, like Siri in particular was, you know, it was supposed to be this big leap forward in user interaction, really. Yeah, like yeah. You could talk to it and do, do, do stuff, but it was too frustrating. It would get stuff wrong. It was too slow. It was the promise it. of it never yeah, realized and, itself. And yeah. so it felt kind of like a little like, okay, well, I see. We're really not there yet. Now it's starting to feel more like, oh, I, I do see. We are. We are there. And this is cool. Yeah. This is fun. Well, I just, um, I put myself on mute for a second and said, uh, find me all my pictures from Asheville, North Carolina. And like magic, it not only showed me the bracketed dates of the trip because it found all the pictures that we took while we were there, but it showed me all the things organized by location and date and things that we did. Oh, I mean, it's so like. You're killing me because I don't use the photos app. <laughs> I don't put my stuff in there. It's all in my. Yeah. Synology. It's really, really cool. Um, oh. So, you know, that kind of intelligence to me is, is helping. Um, I still don't have the kind of response that I would like. Um, you know, they do a thing with Siri training. So you can train the Hey Siri. I don't know if you played oh, around with that at no, all. No, I didn't do that. Um, so you can train her to recognize when you say Hey Siri, and you have to do it several times, sort of like with the, with the fingerprint recognition. Yeah, I don't really want that Hey Siri. <laughs> you don't want Hey Siri? Um, no, I'm okay with just tapping the button. Uh, well, see, I use it uh, like when I'm driving, and I don't want to. That's a good or, point because, like I said, I keep it in my in my pocket a lot, and I yeah. use the headphone thing to to trigger Siri. Yeah, so, so if I'm maybe, driving and I need to remind myself when I get home, like that to me is when Siri is like. Well, and maybe, I, it it works when it's plugged into power. Yes. That's it. Yeah. 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 Um, and I I still have maybe a fifteen percent success rate of getting my watch to to recognize me saying Hey Siri. Oh, that's, I've given up on that. I just have you really? Like a, I feel like an insane person. I thought it was just me, and it was like nah. you know, even when I'm completely alone, it would be nice to be able to lift my watch up and say Hey Siri, remind me to blah blah blah, and it just never recognized you know it. It works about how the original Siri released. Worked. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's, and I don't know it, if it's, it's because it's not connecting to my phone quickly enough or it just doesn't hear me when I say it. I, I, if I'm saying it, you know, incoherently, I have no idea. Problem is, sh there's no feedback. Like, you just don't know. Um, but anyway, Siri, I think, is... Do you use it to launch apps? And, uh, I don't. Um, 
but it's kind of like, is that a muscle memory thing or is it just because it doesn't work? I will use it for playing music, like yeah. Siri play this or that. Um, and I use it for finding things out. I, I think we use it most for reminding ourselves to do things. Yeah. Being able to say, Siri, remind me to, you know, take my medicine when I get home or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, the reminder stuff is cool. That's that's not new with iOS 9. I think it just all has gotten a little better. It's gotten a little Same bit thing better. Same with yeah. dictation. Dictation is a lot better. Yeah. It's still not ideal. Like, it's you still can't really correct your dictation. Yeah. Um, um, in fact, I remember there being ways to correct it. And they've, they're either changed or not there anymore because you used to be able to say, you know, scratch that or delete that or something. And it just, just says delete that in my sentence now, which just makes me even matter. But so now um, I have two problems. Yeah, now I, exactly. So then I end up just deleting it all and, and then I'm angry yeah. and I say, I'm never going to use Siri again until I do the next time. But yeah, yeah it's, I, I think overall, you know, and people have said this before, this is kind of like an update where you're, it's, it's a spit and polish update. And it was needed. You've complained about it long enough uh, to for me to know that it's it yeah. wasn't perfect for everybody. Well, there, there's two there's two more things I want to hit on. Okay, sure. Before we before we leave, real just real quick because I think they're related. The news app and oh yeah, blocking ad blockers, blockers. Yeah. And so the news app, do you use it? Um, I'll, the only time I use it is when I swipe left to the search screen. It has <laughs> the top four stories. Shows, yeah. Um, I yeah. don't think it's fast. So here's a couple things I don't like about it. One is it ignores ad blockers. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little annoying. And uh, because I just wanted to view um, a, a news story right before the show. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And, and I tapped it and it opened up on the site and a full page thing came up. The X that I had to close the app was off of. I saw it for a second and it skidded off the top of my screen, so I couldn't touch well, it anymore. That's because they care about your reading. They care, <laughs> yeah. And and I so I couldn't close it and I couldn't read it. And I'm like, this is this is ridiculous. It's innovation. Innovation. Yeah, this is the innovation that that Apple is stopping and that they're anti-innovation. Yeah. So that that brings us to the ad blocking stuff. And oh, I, I don't know. Mia. By the time people hear this, maybe uh, more ad blockers will have been released and 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 removed. Or everybody will have pulled store. them off the app store. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't no, the whole thing seems silly to me, but I do think ad blockers are probably the single biggest improvement to iOS for for an average person. I agree. Uh, like I would, I would tell most people that aren't really heavy users of their phone to get iOS nine just to get the ad blockers. Well, I think what's interesting um, is that um, despite it being the best. Um, thing for average users uh, who browse the web on their Safari, <clears throat> on mobile Safari, I think it would be the biggest improvement for them. I think most people won't know what to do. Like even the people who download it might not even know how to set it up or turn it on. I think there's a lot of um, hubbub being made in the in the tech press about how this is the apocalypse. <laughs> but I think that... It, and, and and it was kind of underlined by the fact that there's a few apps that went to the top of the top paid apps. Um, but you and I saw, you know, personally that it doesn't take a huge amount of things to a huge amount of sales to shift things one way or the other yeah, over a period we, of time. We're not talking about top. Correct. Like, oh, well, I'm not saying they don't make like, money and didn't sell well. These apps are selling a lot. Well, these ad blockers are some of the biggest selling apps on the mark on the app store right now but i think i'm i'm kind of going big picture so say they sold um 
say they sold 60,000 copies in 24 hours of ad blockers. They're, oh, yeah, that's insignificant. It's insignificant, right? You know, like, and my mom but that, will... But that's 24 hours. Yeah. And, and you're, you know... And over my time, my family probably hasn't even upgraded to iOS nine. Right, that's exactly. all early adopters that yeah. are gushing in and and. But I think those are the people who apps. care about it too. I don't think the average user, unless it becomes until more mainstream, it, until they see the difference yeah. in the web and their phone, like that's the one that kills yeah. me. Is people are all acting like, oh well, it's just how the page looks. Don't be such a baby. You yeah. deal with the ads. It's the battery. It's the bandwidth. It's the stuff I pay for and care about. I like the device cost me a thousand dollars. My cellular bill is going to cost me way more than that, and it's being soaked up by garbage. Right. <laughs> the stuff that doesn't help you at all. And yeah, I think you know I, I, that's I, what I mean by the average user, like why they should have the ad blockers, because it will immediately, if you use Safari on your phone, it will immediately show a benefit. Yep. Just at, in how your device performs. At a practical level. And and yes. I, I know a lot of designers and they are wringing their hands saying, you know, that these ad blockers will also block custom fonts and stuff like that. And they say, you know, if you do this, it'll make the web, you know, look like shit, et cetera. But my point mm-hmm. there is that's from a designer's perspective, I understand it. But from somebody who's using a LTE connection where they have 300 meg of bandwidth and they're downloading a 3 meg font file so that you can see yep. the web in a quote-unquote all its glory that you designed it for, they don't. people don't really care, especially on the mobile platform, those custom fonts. And you're downloading them because – and you have no choice, right? Because it's, it was a design decision that took into account your aesthetic – for the actual experience right. of the user. So, and, and I'm not saying all designers are like that, and I'm not saying all people who put ads no, on their web page are like that. Mine and, and it breaks it on mine, but importantly, it's still just as readable on right. Mac Drifter. Yeah. Right? It's, it's not the font. It's a font that's still good. Right. And, and I, I do think, you know, you've got um, a lot of people right now who are weighing the pros and cons of, like, is, is this the apocalypse of, of uh, you know, is this the end of the web? Because if, if nobody's <laughs> seeing advertising, you know, then people This is won't what be- innovation actually looks like. Yeah. This is, this is what the free market actually looks like. This Somebody is- saw a need, fill a need. Yeah. They I don't saw, know if you've ever this- seen that cartoons. <laughs> no. But uh, th- they saw that there's something to distinguish them from another you know competitor and ad blocking maybe is that they saw that their users were losing battery and not enjoying the experience of using safari on the web because of that and they made this an option it's not there by default right you have to get an ad blocker to do it and install it and then enable it and it works it really does improve the experience yeah and i think um that's that's all Capital, most people capitalism. care about. Yeah. And and to me, you know, the guys who are out there who are touting disruption left and right. This is that this uh, might not be unfortunately it's them being disrupted in this case. But the reason why disruption exists is because there is something that was entrenched that was crappy and someone replaced it with something that's better. And in this case, you know, getting 72 ad uh, 
trackers <laughs> and JavaScript one, libraries downloaded one for one web page. Obscured by a uh, yeah. either bad URL or shortened URL yeah, for like, for a probably a, a slideshow article that made you click through twenty times. The six things you don't know about iOS nine. <laughs> yeah, the, the nine tips you can't live without on iOS nine. Are you going to die from your latest meal? Check this link. <laughs> So I, I think that in some ways I, I feel bad for people who are in just in the same way I felt bad for people who are in the magazine business or in newspapers or things like that or who drive a taxi or whatever. Like these are things that are changing. And you yeah, but the difference was all the tech blogs were filled with uh, you know applause for the collapse of those industries because they didn't keep with the times and they didn't modernize and they didn't you know take advantage of this wonderful new technology being made available they should have seen this coming age. and 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 optimized right. you know taxis should have seen this coming and and changed their business model to to, to embrace with Uber, right yeah, yeah it, it, that's it's a little bit i don't know it's a, it is hypocritical but to Maybe it makes everybody a little bit more sympathetic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I've worked in an industry that was outsourced at one point. Outsourcing sucks, and it it, it stinks to feel like you're not valued, or that you know that you're going to lose your job, or you know your your livelihood. That does really stink. That's yep. not fun. But on the other hand, you you can't take joy in the collapse of other industries, and then argue that yours is special in some way yeah. it should be treated differently or should be spared and, or and everybody you, should appreciate how you need to make a living doing your thing you know when there's been plenty of other people that you know you you bragged about how they no longer have a job because uber came in and, and ate their lunch yeah yeah and and i think I, I understand where they're coming from to some degree but it's at the same time like if you look at if you look at the ghostery list of crap that's being blocked, uh, I lose sympathy pretty quickly. <laughs> Put it that way. I know. I always imagine everybody sitting around a table talking about their big design update that they're going to release and how amazing it's going to be. And then the, the last set of checklists was like, all right, how many trackers are we jamming in this bastard? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, you know what? Dude, check this out. We can put 28 ads across the top of this thing. This is going to be so sweet. Oh, you know what? Let's have a pop-up before they can even see what this article is about that makes them chase an Xbox around the screen to, to close it. Right. Like, that's awesome. Love this new design. Engagement. Yeah. I, I do. I do. That does crack me up to think about all these sites that brag about their design. And their fonts and all this stuff, and it's like layered with poo. With well, you know, but there are a few of them. So Max Stories is very light, very quick to load. I think he does a good job. Understand well, I think on purpose, right? Yeah, I'm sure he yeah. Could have taken a lot more revenue if he wanted to. Oh, totally. Sure. And I think he he wrote some posts way back when saying we're revamping and we're leaving money on the table, but this is what we're doing. You, you can't tell me Daring Fireball couldn't make just a massive amount of money based on the amount of traffic he drives if he just put ads everywhere and trackers everywhere. Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. That, but that was a conscious decision not to do that. Right. I'm sure. Right. It wasn't an accident. It's like, oh, what? You mean you'll pay me to put a tracker to track these people? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. I'm, I'm done. I, I'm done I, you ranting. know, you and I can talk I like about this for hours because we already have. And I think we're on the same page. I just had discussions with folks on the other side of the fence, and I can only be sympathetic to a degree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I, I do. I like the ad blockers. I wish it would actually go one step further. I want to blacklist sites so that I never, like, accidentally visit a URL to them so that links that people share don't actually show up like across the operating system. That's what I want. Like egregious, terrible sites that are garbage. Yep. Yeah. And I don't want to ever, I don't want to ever go filter for myself. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I want to just protect myself. Yep. And and I think, you know, and I, maybe these tools, like I said, there's these ad blockers will definitely, it's only been a day, you know, uh, for me, I'd love to be able to tune them more to say, if I'm online, if I'm on Wi-Fi do this. If I'm on yeah, cellular, sure. do this, you know, cause I, I don't mind the downloading a font to see a website. If I'm on Wi-Fi. why not? No, most of the time on my, on my phone, I don't care about the font choice most of the time. Well, I, I don't really either, don't. but I'm just saying like the, if you could tune it one way or the other and make it customizable, I think it'd be even better. Yeah. I, you know, people were complaining about the sledgehammer approach, you know, that's what you got to get in the beginning. And to be f- quite honest, I'm okay with it because the sledgehammer approach is kind of justified at this point. Uh, That's what, but honestly, the sledgehammer approach is what I, this just my opinion, what I think average people want. They don't want to tune stuff. No, you're right. Just let me turn it on and be done with it. Yeah. I don't want to think about it. I mean, it's, you can't have it both ways. Like the sledgehammer, we've been getting the sledgehammer approach for these trackers and ads and stuff. Actually, it accreted yeah. over time, but we've been getting sledgehammered with this stuff I, as I readers agree. for ages. So I have I have very, very limited uh, sympathy, I guess, to some degree. And we'll see what happens. You know, if they say, well, you know what? All the content on the Internet is going to dry up and then who's going to be crying? Well, I waste too much time reading this shit anyway. So, well, to be honest, <laughs> it's so redundant. I saw somebody talk, like talking about, I think it was Nate, our buddy Nate, uh, talking about how CNET had a popover that said you had an ad blocker on so you couldn't see the site, but you can see like what, it, what they were talking about behind it. It yeah. was like iOS nine tips. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. like you're going to block people because they have an ad blocker for an iOS nine tip page. You know how many iOS nine tip pages are out? I mean, my barista wrote an iOS nine tip page while I was getting my coffee. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're everywhere right now. That's for darn sure. So, uh, All right, well, man, what about this I, beer? I uh, I like it. I like it's, it. As it what do you think? It's warmed up. Warmer. It's it's yeah. really really good. I'm gonna. It have got uh, the the kind of the smoothed out, almost like chocolate milkshake flavor to it yeah. a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like a little bit more vanilla came out. A, like that astringency definitely fell back in the background, mm-hmm. and the coffee's coffee's there. The chocolate, it's good. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. I'm gonna. Can I ask you how much this bottle was? Not much. Maybe twelve bucks. Oh, that's not bad. Then. Yeah, it's not so bad. So if it, if it was like the brewery, like a twenty five or twenty seven dollar bottle, I would. Yeah, I'd have to go think back and look. It. I, it was it was not it was not a painful purchase. That's why I got two of them and didn't think twice because I thought oh. this would be a good one to send over. I oh. had had it on tap while we were there, and I actually think the bottle and leaving it in the bottle for a while has helped. Oh yeah, yeah. I bet this ages really nicely. So. Hmm. Well, I'm going to keep drinking this and see if, see what my wife thinks. And uh, 
Okay, man. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go pick up my kid, and when I get in my car, my phone is gonna tell me how long it's gonna take. Awesome. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> See. You.